Hello, and welcome to the Humumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Sully Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. Not last night, because last night we were busy not sleeping because we got two new kittens. (laughs) Yikes. The night before that, we watched a movie called Witch-Hunt. I think it's probably just called Witch Hunt, but it does have a dash. But why? I mean, creative punctuation? Yeah. It's from 2017, and it is... mm, I'm going to say it's a YouTube tutorial on how to play the game Werewolf, except they call them witches instead of werewolves. Yeah, like the first third of the movie is an extensive explanation for how to play this game. Yeah. And then, of course, things go horribly awry. (laughs) As they are wont to do. And people start to die, I guess, a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a very unique film in that it is almost straightforwardly a tutorial on how to play this game that doesn't exist, but is almost identical to Werewolf. It's got all yeah. of the same role, a lot of the same roles and things. I'm not a fan of the whole let's turn a board game into a movie Yeah, I guess thing. that's kind of what this is. But that is what this feels like. And it, it wasn't billed as such. Yeah. We did not know we were getting a werewolf, werewolf tutorial. I, what I thought was interesting is they didn't mention werewolf at all. They did mention mafia and they mentioned murder, which are essentially the same game. I mean, murder is much simpler. It's just where it's the one where you wink to kill people. And if people see you wink, they know you're the murderer. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I just, it was confusing to me that they didn't mention the game that like, like even the, the recording was almost exactly the same as the recording that we listen to when we play werewolf. The one we play is one night ultimate werewolf. And it comes with like an app that plays audio, which is almost this exact audio, except not nearly as fast because I guess for the sake of the movie, they were speeding it up and they'd be like faithful, open your eyes, Witch, go look at all the cards. (laughs) Like that would never work. No, no. I'm grateful that they did not have us play it in real time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What they did, however, do is have us stare at the face of one character for the entire round of the game. So, so like for a minute and a half straight, we would just be staring at this one person with her eyes closed. Yeah. And eventually stuff happened during that, but not for several rounds. So the first three rounds were like that, where it was very much focused on one character and what her role was and what she was accused of and whatnot. The subsequent rounds, they weren't really even playing anymore. Yeah. Well, it was kind of fun how the very last round, they were kind of doing the same thing, but it was in real life. They were all standing there magically having weapons in their hands in the space of a tenth of a second. That was the weirdest thing. Just 
suddenly. Was that the weirdest thing? <laughs> it there was were a very many weird, weird thing. things. Yeah, but like they were it all sitting weird. there. I think they showed one of them seeing a knife nearby. Yes. And then the very next shot, she's holding a knife. Someone else has a hammer. Someone's got a fire, fire poker. poker. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. But that round was like the game, except in reality. They were actually wondering which of them was really a witch and were going to kill them. Right. If I were to tell you that this movie reminded me of a cross between hashtag horror and one cut of the dead, would you know why? I can see some things in there. I don't know. That's pretty weird. Well, the hashtag horror is that it was terrible. It was terrible, especially at the beginning. There's a lot of weirdness about this. I'm not quite sure whether to put it in terrible because of how strange it was. It did so many weird and unique things that I almost think it had good parts in a way. That's where the one cut of the dead piece comes in. Because the beginning of that movie, if you were watching that thinking this is what it is, you'd be like, this is a terrible movie. Why are we watching this? And... I feel like that's that's the connection with this one is at the beginning, I was already thinking like, oh, this movie's going to get a one, maybe even a zero, depending on where things go. Like it is so bad. Yeah, it, it looks and feels like just really low budget. Yeah. Junky stuff like uh, like Anna that we talked about yes. so many times. And like flat, stilted dialogue. Yeah. The characters are, yeah, like just everything about it. But then it gets a little interesting. They and do I'm like, weird things. Okay. Yeah. This was after the we're giving you this board game tutorial. Like <laughs> through that whole part, I was like, oh, this is not okay. Like, no. I w- didn't feel the same because I felt like, why are they doing this? What are we getting? here there's something to this and there really wasn't a lot to it but they were setting up something that's the thing at that point i didn't trust that they were setting up something i felt like this was just a way for them to fill time and have a full-length movie i think it's quite possible because that that whole thing could have been covered in two minutes she had already summarized the game before they played the tape, like basically reading the instru- entire instruction manual. Okay, but when they played the tape to read the instruction manual, which the tape was this voice going over all the rules of the game, and it literally listed what every role in the game does. There's Showed like a six card, gave a description of them. Yeah, yeah, the movie got in on it and turned it into like one of those Hasbro commercials of everybody sitting around the board laughing and having a good time and sticking their hands up in the air going, yeah! Having exasperated looks yeah. on their faces. I think you're the bad one! <laughs> Which was very, very strange because it made it look like they were playing the game and we were learning about the game. Like, yeah. like the, things were moving forward. It looked like the movie was happening. And then you get to the end of the instructions and they're like, so should we play round one? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird because one of the characters, Mary, was a snarky, nasty woman. Wow. Like, she didn't like anything. But during that little tutorial piece, she was having fun. She was like, woo, let's do this. Oh, you. And all of that. And then as soon as it ended, she's like, ugh, this game. Yeah. (laughs) Which, when you point out that it's like a board game commercial, I think I, I get it. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. But in the context of the movie, it didn't make sense. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you a secret about it. Okay. You probably didn't know this, and our listeners definitely don't know this okay. if they haven't watched the movie. But say you've watched the whole movie. Uh-huh. Then you go back to that scene and you go, oh, this scene is actually taking place the night before, and Susanna is practicing with specters of everybody involved. Oh, my God. Are you joking about that? <laughs> yes. Because I think you might be right. I don't know. It seems pretty weird that that would be inserted right there. But it's a funny idea. It's an excellent idea. <laughs> I don't know if they were doing it that way on purpose or not, but that's now headcanon for me. Yeah, so going forward in this whole review, you should know that a major tentpole of this entire movie is the idea that Susanna is capable. She's a witch. And she, spoilers, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> the end. She's a witch, and she is capable of making fake people. Like, she projects She projects parts of yeah. her soul. Yeah, but it, they're parts of her soul, except they're other people. Like, yeah, they look, they, they look like someone else. They look however, they act however she wants. And they're just fake people. She's in control of them, though. Like, yeah. Because one of the things she talks about is how it feels to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. Which was interesting. So so the beginning was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then they stopped doing that and they started, like, the drama started to happen. And we start to, like, unearth the background story that these girls had been at a preschool run by someone who was, you know, doing satanic rituals on them. It's all very interesting, right? We start, yeah. we start learning this stuff and, and I'm like, oh, okay, so there is a story here. Yeah. And then it goes from mildly interesting to absolutely absurd. Yeah, I would agree. Surreal. That's part of what was tricky about this movie. And like I said, I'm not sure it fits in terrible because I had this hard time Mm -hmm. where a lot of the lines in the movie are really funny Mm -hmm. and intentionally funny. Mm -hmm. But the way the movie presents itself, I don't think it's a comedy. I don't think... They're trying to make it funny overall, but at the same time, there's a lot of straight up, not just jokes, but like ridiculous scenarios. Like the stuff that's happening wouldn't happen in real life. It's just silly. It's like a comedy. And I can't really figure out what tone they were actually going for. This is the first time I've written down quotes this month. I wrote down several. Ooh, okay. What quotes did you write down? Well. Because I didn't write down any. That's weird. Well, you missed some good stuff. First of all, one of the women tries to leave the house and instantly a noose is around her neck, magically out of the sky, and she's being strangled by it somehow, even though it's connected to nothing. Mm -hmm. And they get it off of her, and I I think it's Susanna goes, oh, I'm going to go get some ice for that. And they're like, "What? why would you get ice? And her response is, I'm not going to not ice it! (laughs) Which I love. I'm not going to not ice it, yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that the noose that grabbed Rebecca was the same as the image of the noose on the back of the cards? Oh, I noticed there was that on the cards. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Okay, what else? Well, I also wrote, this party isn't going how I thought it would, which was pretty funny in context, even though it's not really a joke. (laughs) It's just like, people were like getting killed and she's like, it's not how I thought it was going to go. Yeah. And this is when you thought she was still just a type A party planner person. Yeah, who needed everyone to be happy. As we were clearly told at the beginning of uh-huh. the movie. That was a whole character By development By the exposition issue. twins. Yeah. There's this whole thing where 
there are people outside of the party before the party doing like dossiers on all the people who are going to play and they're explaining to us all the personality traits we should be picking up from the characters themselves. Right. Which once you realize that the one, because they work at this publishing company, because the idea yeah. is that they're trying to get a book based on the this experience the girls had when they were preschoolers without realizing that the experience the girls had that made them famous didn't happen. It was all made up when they were four well, or five years old. I don't know if they old. didn't know that. I'm not sure because that was like a whole thing about how it came out later that it was fake. Was there? Because they were talking the whole time about how that they don't feel guilty and like it was still a big secret and nobody mm. could know. Maybe I so. maybe I'm wrong, but I felt I'm like not sure. I felt like these four girls had this secret that this traumatic thing that had happened to them didn't really happen and that they this whole trial happened and everything because the one girl, something you know, like she did have a bad life, like she was being beaten by somebody or something like that. But then they turned it into this idea that, that yeah. their preschool teacher was a satanic cultist. Anyway, the, the publishing company wants to get dirt on these girls so that they can make a book. And when you realize at the end that at least one of the women who's giving all this exposition and telling us exactly how <laughs> all of these characters go and how they can be manipulated is actually the projected soul of Susanna. And possibly both of them, because she definitely yes, liked to weird. project multiple people and have ongoing conversations with herself. Yeah. I mean, that was part of the like comedy of it. Like, she was wacky. Yeah. The end where she finally lets, like, two of them are dead, two of them she lets go, and then she just hangs out at this house that doesn't belong to her. Well, she owns it now, kind of. I, I, I guess. I don't know. Is that how, is that how inheritance <laughs> works? Yes. <laughs> um, but she just hangs out at this house, and she projects living versions of the two girls that she killed only they're totally okay with the fact that she killed them and they're just yeah. going to hang out and have a movie night together. Because she's inventing what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the movie, she is being really silly. She reveals she's the witch and she's got everybody badly injured except the ones that are dead. And she's, like, doing her monologue, but she's just... She lets loose with her personality, which mm -hmm. is just a goofball. Yep. And, like, at one point... One of the other quotes I wrote, she had picked up the knife or whatever tool had stabbed Alice and she's looking at it and there's blood on it and she's like touching it and she goes, Alice, this is the inside of you. I think that was my favorite line in the whole movie, and it has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> That's what she was like. She yeah. was really goofy. In fact, the only character throughout the whole movie that feels like a real person is her Wait. once she reveals what she's been doing and who she is, which, yeah. Is there a possibility that nobody else was ever there, that it was just her and her astral projections Maybe. playing that game? Who knows? That'd be kind of weird. That's kind of like Braid, where she's reliving this night over and right? over. Or maybe this is the practice run, and the next night oh. she's going to have the real girls come. I'm going to tell her it's Twist. probably not going to go the way she yeah. imagines it went. No, since that made no sense. No. <laughs>
Yeah, it it went from a movie I detested to a movie I liked despite myself. Like, I didn't want to like it, but I did. Well, that's there's so many kind of conflicting elements to the movie. The way it was, like, kind of badly done, but funny, but trying to be serious mm-hmm. and making no sense and, and really interesting ideas. Like, somebody could have taken this thing and made a good movie out of it. Yeah. Like the like the whole structure of the movie is very unique and clever. It is. Well, I mean parts of it. Yeah. And then other parts of it are unique and probably <laughs> haven't been done in the past for a reason. Yeah. At the very beginning, the very first scene is Susanna projecting as one, possibly two, of the <laughs> publishing agent assistants. And they're having this conversation. We don't know that that's who they are. We don't know why they're having yeah. this conversation. And the one of them is telling the other one about satanic cults and that you know this long history of satanic cults in america and you know whatever and the note that i made at that point when she was talking about this as a thing that happens was criminal minds taught me that there were no satanic cults or at least at least not serial killers connected to satanic cults until after, and I don't know if they actually were now, but like originally it wasn't a thing, but then there was this rush of idea, this idea that, that Satanism was taking over teenagers yes, and the whatnot. satanic panic of the 80s. Yes. That made people think it was a thing. So then everybody thought Satanists were killing people all over the place. And which then, <laughs> which that made lots of fiction about it. which then caused teenagers to start pretending to be in satanic cults. So, like, there was never real satanic serial killers. There were just people pretending to be Satanists while serial killing. Yeah. So I made that note at the beginning. I was like, oh, you know, I I figured I'd be able to call it out, like, oh, this movie is so wrong. And I loved (laughs) that at the end, it was exactly that, that they were pretending that there were satanic serial killers. Yeah, well, I th- I think this is based on a real, like a specific real case where I think these so too. group of kids eventually were caught at having made up this story and someone got in all kinds of trouble for it. Yeah, it was interesting the different characters that were there, considering, you know, like when we think about it in terms of this is a thing that could really happen or that these characters are based on, you know, kids who really did this. That there was the one who was being abused mm-hmm. and in order to tell the story of her abuse, changed it a little bit so that it wasn't her mother who got in trouble. It was a different adult, yeah. but still was trying to get out this idea that someone is hurting me. Then there was the little girl who wanted attention. When she would say all these dramatic things, people gave her attention. So she was rewarded and she would come up with more dramatic things. And, mm-hmm. you know, she basically invented the whole story because it got her attention. Yeah. Then there was the girl who believed it. Yeah. She knew it wasn't real, but she convinced herself. Right. In talking about it. And then once the adults believed that it was real, they, you know, they coached them on how to describe it and how to say it for the trial. And all of that caused her to internalize it until it was real to her. I can see how the trauma would have unfolded and created all of these different characters. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. And I feel like I'm missing... One of the girls. There were only four. No, I know, but I only just described three of them. Who's the fourth one? Bridget is the one who, like, didn't necessarily feel it, but it, like, she, I think, had maybe some underlying mental health issues anyway, and then it triggered, like, she would have hallucinations and stuff. 
because of this story. That yeah, they she had hallucinations and other symptoms. Yeah. You know, it was four very realistic outcomes of a situation like that. I it, That was fascinating to me. And then thinking about it in terms of that it was a real story, is this the four outcomes that came of it? Or is these, you know, were there more kids? And they, you know, when you fictionalize things, you adjusted. I don't know. But it, cool. it was interesting. And I mean, it's so confusing because so bad and so interesting and other elements. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I did not suspect Susanna until after the other girls had all <laughs> accused each other, accused each other by instantly stabbing. stabbing. Like they had agreed, okay, when we figure out who the witch is, we're going to kill them. And then they did the countdown and I was expecting them to point at each other like you yeah. do in the game and decide and then kill that person. That's a but good point. Nope. It was three, two, one. And then each of them yeah. attacked a different one. And again, it's like how they got the weapons. It Three, two, one. There was no sound, nope. no nothing. We were looking at Susanna's face. She opens her eyes. And everybody has been stabbed or bashed in some way with no noise or anything. Again, this is suggesting that there are no actual people here. This is just Susanna and yeah. the people Susanna creates. But but it was in, in, until that point when she opens her eyes and she goes, Guys, not one of you picked me? That is so sweet. I forgot that part. Even when she said that, I was still like, yep, they like her best. Like she, and then she's like, I fooled you. And that, my mind was blown at that point. And that's when she got ridiculous. Yes. Did you suspect her prior to that? Or were you like, were you like me? You didn't get it until the reveal. I don't know. I was kind of open to the whatever possibility. Like, I think she was kind of one of the more likely possibilities just based on, I mean, like Alice had been taunted over and over again, so she probably wasn't the witch. Mm, She was the one who was always in the other room being in trouble. Rebecca couldn't be because we had already known that she was the publisher lady. We found that out beforehand. Yeah. And Bridget was easily a victim and Mary was dead. So kind of, yeah. I mean, but even that, they were like, she could be projecting <laughs> that dead body of herself. I like, I, the whole thing. And the fact that Bridget managed to ac- accidentally, I don't know, she managed to figure it out, basically, the whole projection thing, even though, yeah. like, well, why? She why said did she, she come had up researched with that? that? I forget why, but. Okay, I am more and more and more convinced that none of them were actually there, which explains <laughs> why all the rest of them are so like ex- are such exaggerated caricatures of themselves. Like Mary doesn't like the game and is a little standoffish yeah. and whatever, but literally she did nothing but roll her eyes and like sarcastically drink wine all night long. <laughs> yeah, she was really nasty. And Bridget went from fine to fawning over the publishing agent, to having a complete mental breakdown, like, so quickly. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is that you're crafting this deeply well-thought-out movie (laughs) 
when the other possible answer is that it's a bad movie, which would so, explain all those same things. It's true. And what's funny is we often find bad movies disguised as movies that are just too smart for us to understand, yeah. right? That's a common thing. It's very rare that we find movies that we think are ridiculous and poorly designed, but then the more we dig into them, the more we're like, oh, wait, I think I'm just not smart enough for this movie. That is not a statement I expected to say about this particular film. Yeah, I don't know if I can get on board with that. I think I think the other answer is more plausible. It kind of reminds me of The Current Occupant, which is more likely. <laughs> That a bad movie could wake up one day being good, or that a good movie is terrible. Yeah. I mean, even if it is too smart for me, there were some mistakes made in the making of it. Yeah. Which I then mean, made it seem like it was well, that's, bad. That's part of the the insidious nature of your claim, is that this is a real low-budget indie kind of thing. So sure, it could have been a very creative, original idea that somebody spent years thinking through very carefully mm-hmm. and, you know, could never get it made through official channels and just made their dumb little movie that was really deep to them, which uh, that's a thing that happens. I mean, I don't even know about really deep to them, but clever. Like there's a clever, yeah. if we say this is what they were trying to do, I feel like this is a clever premise. I feel like... There's a lot to like about this idea. And I would thumbs up, like, yay, nice job. I'm sorry that nobody could see your vision and give you the support to make it work the way it should work. Ah, But like you said, there's also the alternative possibility that is, you know, Bad Ben has a vision too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And that first movie was good, and then he just ran it into the ground. See again, it was the first it wasn't good, but no, there was a good. there was a, a a thing there. There was a gem hidden in the nastiness. Yeah. And this definitely the gem is bigger in this one, I think. True or not, I am going to leave this movie believing that it was clever. I choose to believe that. Even though it featured two people who thought well, only one was really a person, who thought that you could go take a shower in the middle of a party without people noticing. <laughs> yes. Okay. I even was. I even said that. I'm like, okay, you think you're being sneaky, sneaky enough for your little tryst, <laughs> but your hair is going to be wet after this shower. But A, one of those people didn't exist. True. It was a projection. And B, the other one was bewitched and wouldn't have been thinking those sorts of things through. I mean, I don't know. I never saw any evidence that Susanna's powers extended beyond making fake people. I, I don't know about bewitching, despite the term. Well, she said, okay, here's where we run into a little difficulty. Mm-hmm. Because she said that she had been bewitching them for weeks. Like, oh, that she yeah, got them true. to the house. She did. She's like, you didn't wonder why you showed up here with the old person, no phone? Oh, that's right. That was part of her fun monologue. Yeah, where she was basically like, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> that was pretty good. So either There's she so has many good that ability. In this movie. <laughs> either she has that ability, or both of the people who wandered off into that room were projections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't have that ability, so she didn't need to bewitch uh, Alice at all, because Alice wasn't really there. No, I... I... 
I, I'll go with she, she bewitches then because she discussed it and she made it very clear that becoming a witch is really easy, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's psych. Also, it is not that hard to become a witch. I'm like really good at it. <laughs> and she even like she went from being very much a person I kind of related to where she was very anxious about everything being just right. And can I get you guys drinks? Like, yeah, I really I just want this party to go well to someone who would say and becoming a witch is so easy. <laughs> like total personality change. That's acting solely. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought that the girls were all very mediocre actors, but if they were all... Projections. If they were all <laughs> acting like projections pretending to be people, they actually nailed it. <laughs> that's really... That's pushing your theory no, no, no. to its limit. No, no, no. They're so good that they were able to be like, okay, I have this character but now I have to add on the layer that this isn't the actual character. It's what this other person imagines the character to be. Yeah. So I have a well-rounded character, but then I have to strip away some of the well-roundedness because nobody truly knows anybody else. So true. I'm telling you, there is so much to this movie. Also, <laughs> Susanna did, a, you know, she played the type A personality poorly, but then if that's not really her personality... It explains it. Yeah. There's explanations for everything. This movie has bewitched me. <laughs> it really has. I'm very intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, I also identified with one of the characters in this movie, Alice, because she ran into this situation that is so close to home. They're playing this werewolf game, mm. and she thought something had happened. She was like, you're the person who's the witch. And she was wrong, and someone else had the information to prove that. And so they were all like, oh my gosh, Alice is lying. And she's sitting there going, no, no, guys, really, this makes sense. And they're all, no, you're a liar. And they're pointing at her, and she's trying to defend herself, and everything she did made her look worse. Yep. That's my life. I, I'm not a good liar, but I also, when I get accused of lying or something, I... I you immediately flush. start acting like you're lying yeah, about something. I get very, like, I, I giggle. I'm like, oh, oh gee, uh. and <laughs> And so... I, I have never heard the word <laughs> G come out of your mouth in a real context. Whatever. But I, I, I know what you mean. But I get this flustered state that people assume means I'm lying and I never am. And it's so frustrating to just be trapped by that and, like... Every pushback you make, they're like, oh, that's worse. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, come on, guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not a liar. I'm going to be honest. I don't like playing werewolf or any other games where you have to, you have a role and you have to yeah. try not to let people figure out your role. I hate it because I also am a terrible liar. I cannot come up with plausible like like when somebody says something my brain knows or like if they accuse me my brain knows like there are certain things that I can't say because that will give me yeah. away and then I get locked in this like okay wait but if I say that and if I say that and if I say that like like I start trying to figure out the thing that won't give it away 
which happens in real time. So then I'm, you know, people are just staring at me, waiting for me to say something as my brain tries to process all the different possibilities. And they're like, okay, well, clearly you're lying. You're projecting people <laughs> into our room. Yeah. I, I don't like, I don't like that game. And I don't find it fun. Like you were saying, you know, to be accused of lying if I'm yeah. not, or I don't even really like getting away with it. Because then I just, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, now people are going to think that I'm lying the next time I'm telling the truth. Like, it's, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel very similarly. I always kind of feel like I have fun with, with that game, but I don't know. I, I'm always super relieved the second I look at my card and see that I'm not one of the bad people. I'm like, all right, I don't have to lie. I'll just say what I can figure out. And it's now it's a puzzle. It's not a scheme <clears throat> i'm just trying to solve this puzzle and not don't have to fight anybody yeah i mean i'm still gonna get accused of things but at least i know they're not true so the thing is that's part of what makes it not fun for me because if i look at my card and i'm like oh no i'm going to have to lie yeah. if i want to win this round i'm immediately anxious and if I look at my card and I'm like, oh, good, I'm a nobody. I can just tell them who I am. It doesn't matter. Then I'm like, well, now I'm bored. <laughs> like, I now this game isn't fun. Like, what's the point? You know, there's no, I, I don't enjoy either side of it. And I don't really enjoy trying to figure out who's lying and who's not and putting the puzzle together. So generally, I'm just like, well, Mikey looks suspicious. No, no, <laughs> no. And the more you deny it. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what a liar would do. <laughs> yeah. A liar would lie and sound like they were telling the truth. <laughs> it's not fair. No, it's not. It's not. Ratings. This movie is very, very hard to rate, as we have heard throughout this discussion. So just, you know, take it to the absolute surface level. How did I feel watching this? And obviously it was back and forth. Yeah. Because there were bad things and good things. So that just puts me in the middle. And I'm going to give this movie three haunted cassettes out of five. This movie, by the way, which may be the only movie I have ever seen, which contains zero male actors. Not even background, nowhere. Oh, you're right. Also weird, directed by a man. That's Hollywood for you. That's Hollywood. Interesting. I feel like I have to give this movie two ratings. Okay. There's the rating, if I go by how I feel about this movie, having watched the entire thing, and having a conversation about it, in which I created a whole, like backstory that may or may not exist in the movie does not it might i would give this movie something really high like four and a half i might even give it a five because <laughs> if i were watching the movie again with this backstory in mind i would be enjoying it even more but then there's the rating that you give if you don't know that there's all this backstory explaining why things are so terrible and then it's just terrible for most of the movie which then makes me want to give it like a one or a half of one. <laughs> so I think since we don't do multiple scores, I would no, have to average those things together, which brings me to the three. See? But I'm going to throw in an extra bonus half 
because I created a backstory that made this movie awesome. <laughs> and I like it. I'm giving this three and a half haunted cassettes out of five. You know, your theory actually explains a big question I had about the movie, which is, why do they invite Mary to things? Yeah. And if this was just a caricature of her mm-hmm. personality, okay. Because she's not actually like that at all. Yeah. I, I will also add the caveat that normally if I give a movie a three and a half stars rating, I'm not expecting people to go see it. <laughs> like, I feel like that's basically me saying, don't bother. Bother. I feel <laughs> like you should watch this movie and you should have my special backstory that there is actually only one real human being in this entire movie. Yeah. Every other character in the movie is a projection of... Susanna, through the entire movie. It will make the movie better, and it will make it worth watching. I like the idea that she's been doing this over and over, possibly for years. She just <laughs> yes. keeps doing it, going, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, like, I don't know. Because she's obsessed and messed up by this mm-hmm. childhood thing, and she just keeps working mm-hmm. on it. So at the end of this one, she's like, oh, I got two of them. <laughs> yeah. Then I ended up letting two of them go. Well, she could have changed that know. easy enough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do I want it to end with two of them still alive? <laughs> Probably not. I'm going to have to set this up and do it again tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She's not even friends with those people anymore. No, because she got weird and unpleasant to hang out with, and they stopped hanging out with her. Yeah, this is really reminiscent of Braid. Mm, hmm I see what you're saying. Like, this is what the woman who never left the house, who got pushed out of the treehouse, yeah. this is what she's doing that whole time while she's at her house, yeah. waiting for her friends to maybe come back, and maybe they don't ever actually come Okay, back. but also, just like that movie, with your theory, these don't have to be projections if she's the only one there. They're just in her head. She's really messed up. She's like, being a witch is easy, you guys. Yeah, because she's not actually a witch at all. She's just imagining all of this. Yeah. That, yup. Yup. What a movie. What a movie. I don't think we're going to match that tomorrow. We're going to try, though. I used to imagine at the end of a party, everyone's winding down and gathering around the piano, singing and laughing. It was just like that idea. You know, I have a gong in my apartment. Same reasoning, exactly.